Um, I know Brendan had mentioned that we would be doing a podcast together, um, but conveniently, the same week that he starts it, which, by the way, is an absolutely brilliant idea, the Booth Review. I'm very excited to be a part of it. I'm so happy that he asked me. Um, but the, the same way, week he starts it, I go down with flu-like symptoms placed on the IR and I'm unable to perform as a writer and as a podcaster. So this is my maiden voyage. Um, let, let me get you guys started. Brennan and I will get together eventually to do probably within the next couple of days uh, to do a joint podcast where there's a little bit more arguing, a little bit more debating. That way we can bring a little bit more life to it. Um, but I'm still sick. I wasn't, you know, I, I've been down for a couple of days, almost a whole week now. Um, so I'm going to make this podcast quick for myself and for you guys. Nobody likes a podcast that's dragged on. Um, another thing you guys should know is that I do not script anything I'm saying. Everything I'm going to say is either because I put it down in a bullet point. Um, like right now, for example, I have this bullet point listed as intro. Other than that, I am pretty much just talking off the cuff, which is what I like to do. Sports talk has been a passion of mine for a long time, and I'm really excited into this new venture uh, that Brendan has invited me to join. Um, but let's get started. This is going to be an NBA podcast. Um, it should be a really quick one with two points. Uh, one, Anthony Davis requesting the trade out of uh, New Orleans, and the second point, being LeBron James. The theme of this podcast is that the NBA has become uh, the league of video game players. Um, What do I mean by that? I think that we're in the video game era where players think like, oh, you know, remember that button when we would play 2K and you would go and there would be like a trade override button so you could just press it and then you could make your team James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, Steph Curry, um, Anthony Davis, you could do whatever you wanted um, because you had that trade override button on and you can just trade, trade, trade. Nothing, there were no consequences. Um, and I think that the players today have grown up in this spoiled video game, AAU, um, I get whatever I want era. And it's really, really bothering me. Just as somebody that thinks that respect is key in sports, I think that, I think that players today lack that. I'm not saying Anthony Davis is a respectless player or a player um, that you guys shouldn't root for. But what I am saying is there's way better ways to go about things than the way that he is. Um, and, and it's not just him. It's everybody in sports today. But mainly in the NBA, you hear, oh, he's demanding a trade out of here. Oh, he's requesting a trade. Oh, please. How about that? Okay. I am so sick of that. Okay. If you have a problem... Okay, with the ownership, you meet with the ownership and you talk to them. If the ownership group makes that public, then that's what they wanted to do. But when a player or a player's camp goes out and says, we are requesting a trade or we are demanding a trade, I think that's absolute crap. And I'm not afraid to say it. um, And I don't think other people should be afraid to say that. I think that players need to take more ownership of what they're doing and how they can get themselves out of their situation, whether that's winning more to attract free agents to come to them or making it through until they become a free agent so then they don't sign. But requesting trades, as Woj put it, um, Anthony in his tweet, Anthony Davis has, has asked or has informed that they, he will not resign in New Orleans and he is subsequently requesting a trade. I think that there is a time and, and a way 
to go about everything, and I just think that they're doing it wrong. Okay, if you're not going to sign with the team that you're with, you alert the ownership group, you alert the general manager, but you don't make it public because the last thing that I'm doing as a, as a general manager is saying, should I bring this guy in for the end of the season where all he might do is shop and say, all right, where am I going to go next year since I'm a free agent, blah, blah, blah. His mind is not on this basketball season. His mind is on making himself money next year and on getting himself to the situation he wants to be next year. So as a general manager, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about bringing Anthony Davis in. I just don't see that as a relationship that I want to be a part of, um, whether it's ownership or general management. Um, secondly, it looks like the front runners for this trade um, or potential trade would be the Celtics and Lakers. Uh, there's the Rose rule. Um, which I guess prevents the Celtics from having Anthony Davis if they have Kyrie. I, I, I think there's ways around it. Maybe Brendan can speak more on that when we get together. Um, I, look, I'm not getting into the Rose Rule. There are people that specialize in the NBA rules, and they still don't know what the Rose Rule is. It's one of the most confusing... Uh, it's one of the most confusing regulations in all of sports. Nobody really knows what it is. Um, my, the way my brother said to me in the car today was, well, you can't have two superstars. Well, then what the hell is Oklahoma City? I mean, uh, where, where you have George and, and Westbrook. Or, or what the hell is Golden State where there's five of them? You know what I mean? I don't understand the Rose Rule. Somebody has to, has to help me with that. Maybe it's players that are still on you know, rookie deals or first contracts. I, I don't understand. Um, if you guys know, I mean, it's a blog. There's ways to reach out to us. Um, you know, maybe you could even call in um, one day or get on on our podcast and talk about the Rose Rule. Be like our little Rose Rule uh, expert. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. Okay, let's imagine that the Celtics could get them. I think if I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, the only way that I'm doing this trade is if I get Jason Tatum. Right? I want Jason Tatum. Um, and whether that's a Tatum, Rozier, and a pick. Tatum, Rozier, Smart, and a pick. Tatum, Brown, and a pick. Something like that. Um, and now if I'm, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm doing anything I can, A, to make sure that Kyrie Irving comes back next year. B, if I can get Anthony Davis, I want him without giving up Jason Tatum. That's the last thing I want to do. Um, secondly, uh, so whether that's, whether that's shaping up a trade where you get rid of... Look, you pretty much have three, three young guys right now in the Celtics in Rozier, Brown and Tatum. Um, I think that it's pretty clear that Tatum has the highest ceiling. Uh, it's not even close in my mind. I think Brown's the best athlete of the group, but I think Tatum's the best basketball player. I think Rozier's a starting point guard in the league, so um, he'll get a starting job. Uh, he's a free agent at the end of this year, restricted, so that might limit his value in the sense that New Orleans might trade for him and then he could walk just because he's a, a, a free agent, but he's restricted. Um, so if I'm the Celtics and I'm looking into this trade, I may be trying to sneak Gordon Hayward out the back door. Hear me out. Gordon Hayward has shown flashes. Flashes. And I mean flashes. Not like he's been steady as the guy that he once was. But he's kind of sort of showed us that he's, he's getting there. Um, which is scary for a lot of teams. But... If I'm the Celtics I'm, or Danny Ainge, I'm saying, look, 
you guys could take Brown, Rozier, and Hayward. Oh, you know what? If you want Smart, too, I'll give you Smart. And a pick. And I get Anthony Davis. That's what I would do. But I don't think that that's going to happen. I think the only way they're doing it is if Tatum goes. And I, I don't see that as a possibility. Um, I think, obviously, if it was a Tatum-Anthony Davis straight-up deal, th- then, yeah, it's a top-five player in the NBA. Absolutely. For potential. Um, yeah, you do that. But that would never happen. Um, as for the Lakers being that second front runner I mentioned, it's more like this has Los Angeles just written all over it, right? They get the big talent. They're Los Angeles. They're going to get the number one guys. They always do. Um, so if I'm, the, if, I'm, if I'm the NBA, I'm worried about the way Los Angeles is doing it. A, they want Kevin Durant. B, they might want Paul George. I don't see that happening. I see the Kevin Durant thing being a realistic possibility. But they, they've always been about the big duo, the Shaq, Kobe, the Magic, and Kareem. What makes you think that LeBron AD couldn't be that big duo? I mean, one of the things is, do I want to spend the next six years of my career with a 34-year-old LeBron, 35, 36, 37, 38? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like Tom Brady in that regard, except that Tom Brady stands there and throws the ball. LeBron James runs up and down a court all day long. Um, so I don't, I don't know how much longer LeBron has. I'm not going to be the guy that bets against LeBron James. I'm the guy that roots against LeBron James, but I'm not the guy that bets against him. Um, but this has Los Angeles written all over it. I don't think New York has the stones to make the move. Um, but this does have the Los Angeles Lakers written all over it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're involved. Um, I have other news out of Los Angeles, so don't go anywhere. Um, but this seems to go with my video game era, my AAU era um, players uh, or league that I've talked about. Um, LeBron James Camp has come out and saying that they are unhappy with Luke Walton. Let me start off by being the first person to voice when it's a camp. There's very, very, very little integrity behind that. LeBron James today claimed he, had no, he knew nothing about it. Yeah, maybe his camp is making noise, but you can guarantee it's not from him. Shut the hell up, okay? A camp is you. You are the leader of your own camp, big guy, all right? I respect LeBron James, what he does off the court with the schools, what he's done in Cleveland. I get that. He's a great guy off the court. I understand that. But he is contributing to this video game thing, this I get everything I want type type world that we've created for these athletes today. And LeBron James is front and center in that. They are unhappy with Luke Walton and are requesting that there be a coaching change. And the fact that it's the camp and not LeBron pisses me off because it's very clearly LeBron. How can you go to work the next day, look Luke Walton in the eye, and say, what do you want me to do, coach? All right, what play are we going to run, coach? How do you want us to start practice today, coach? Knowing that you're snaking behind his back and trying to get him fired. I'm sorry, that bothers me. There will be more developments on this, I'm sure. I would look at the Lakers trying to bring in... I, why not Magic coach the team, first off, okay? I think that that's ultimately what could happen in Los Angeles within the next two, three years. Um, but I don't know if he's actually going to end up coaching. Um, but there are some candidates out there that may fit. Um, 
But if I'm first off, I do like Luke Walton. By the way, um, but if I'm the Lakers, I am trying to squash this as quick as possible. I'm Magic Johnson. I'm grabbing LeBron and saying, "What the hell are you doing? You're setting a an example for Lonzo Ball, for Kuzma, for Ingram, for our young guys." And we don't want this to be the example. This is not what we want. We want you to be the guy that puts his head down and works. All right, it's very easy to follow the leader when the leader's the hardest working guy on the team. We've seen that in New England with the Patriots over the years. Tom Brady's been the hardest working guy on the Patriots for 19 years, and that's why people follow him. Okay, he puts his head down, he doesn't start drama, and he grinds. And people always follow that guy, especially when he's your best player. LeBron James needs to do the same thing, and I think somebody needs to say, like, hey, cool it, or this is not how you go about doing business. Whether it's Anthony Davis requesting the trade publicly, or LeBron James's camp, pansy move, publicly saying it as well. There will be more to follow on this story. Thank you for listening to this only, I think, 13, 13 and a half minute podcast I've created. Um, I'm very, very excited for this opportunity with the Booth Review. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, comment on our Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Um, we'll probably get some other social media platforms working, eventually have college, eventually have guests, eventually do interviews. And when Brendan and I get together, I can assure you it will be much better. Um, I talk fast. I talk quick. I try to make it as entertaining as possible. Um, but thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys, um, shortly.